They went to the red light know. district. You know where that is, girl. Oh, girl, right. you yes, know where that I is. I did. I do know where that is. You make it sound like I work there. Welcome to Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm Maury Fontanez. And I'm Melissa Grushka, and this is The Current. A quick content warning before we start the show. This episode does feature explicit content specifically related to sexual situations. So if you want to skip those mentions or you have sensitive ears listening in the background, you can skip the four-minute and seven-minute mark for about one minute each. And now, on with the show. Hey, Bean, new idea for the pod. What a fun idea it is. We have decided that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that we don't really get to talk about uh, right when it's happening. So we're going to do a mini-sode every once in a while when things are popping that we want to talk about. This was inspired, by, I think, by our Jonah Hill conversation, and we realized it took up so much room that it could it could hold its own. Exactly. So these little moments are going to be called the current. They'll be shorter. They will be on topic. We want to get into what's happening in the world and our opinions on it. And this week we have a doozy. It sure is a doozy. Do you want me to lay it out there? It's Lizzo. And I'm just going to preface this with saying I loved Lizzo. Like I, (gasps) you said it in the past tense. Well, I'm I'm t- I'm pausing it right now until oh, I can no. decide what I think is right. I sus- I have mo- feelings on both sides. I will say I found her to be terribly inspiring and wonderful and it will be a sad day if these allegations are true, I must say. Yeah. I think it's really hard when your entire brand stands for positivity to then have this kind of information be shared with the world because <laughs> you're fans don't know what to believe. Including myself. I'd also Including like to shout me. out your Dr. Seuss book I see in the background I there know, that you have you proudly por- uh, represented our children's book episode. After um, that episode, I had to just leave the Dr. Seuss, the one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish right, right there. there on the bookshelf. There it is. I see behind you a little something. That would what be do you have there? A rubber duck dressed up as Prince. That party like it's awesome. 1999. I love him. Thanks. He's cute. I'll be waiting for mine in the mail. Um, I guess let's get to the sad business. I'm going to give you a real quick rundown on what's up here for anyone who missed. Yeah, what's going on with Lizzo? Who missed the boat. Her former, three of her former dancers are suing her for sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. And not only that, there's a lot of allegations of body shaming, which to me, I think hurt the most. I'm not saying that that's the most offensive. I'm just saying that hurt the most because I really respected how inclusive she was and how she's really flipped the script for um, plus size women and trying to really encourage everyone to embrace their own being. Um, I really find that one hard to believe. I just, of all of them, I can't believe you're saying it. I can't believe it. I thought this yeah. was going to be a Jonah Hill moment, though, where I was like, I can't believe it. And you were going to be like, listen up. And then I was going to be like, oh, now I get it. But I don't be- I can't understand it. But there are a lot of people confirming that this is true, including her previous creative director, who came out a couple days ago and, and backed the um, claims that these three dancers are making, including their allegations of body shaming. 
unreal. Okay, wait, get into it. So who are these people? What are they saying? What's what's the actual accusation? And it's not just Lizzo who's being accused of stuff. There, It's her. It's also her dance team captain or yeah. not. I don't think that's what it's really called. Um, <laughs> it's like her captain. dance, like the head of the dancers. I don't yeah. know. What Choreographer? Is that the word? You're I don't know. For? Perhaps. Okay. Who also is not some stick skinny woman either. So all of this just sounds very sad and shocking. Anyway, they were on tour. There are allegations they were on tour. I think Am- Amsterdam. Is that right? I, I don't, don't know. know. Well, they went to the red light district. You know where that oh, is. Oh, right. Girl. Yes, I did. Girl, I you did know where that, that is. You make it sound like I work. Am I, allowed, am I allowed to say what they made her do? Yeah. What they, what they claims are? That yeah. they had to, I believe there were claims that they had to catch <clears throat> dildos out of vaginas of the I did not hear sex that. workers on in the red light district. And Wait, they were who forced- was making them do this? A, supposedly Lizzo. I That was one of the things I read. I also read that they were forced to eat, one of them was forced to eat a banana that also temporarily resided in the vagina of one of the sex workers. No. Yes. Where did um, you hear this? This I don't is know, probably page six, the f- the best source of all gossip. But there were other things that they practiced so intensely that one of the w- women was was scared to uh, excuse herself from the stage during practice and soiled herself while they were rehearsing because it was like twelve hour rehearsals and there it was just a lot of yelling and unsafe be unsafe uh, environments. The dance captain supposedly was in trouble for religious proselytizing. Well, I can, whatever. No, not whatever. I shouldn't say whatever. That to me feels like the least offensive of the Wait, accusations. What does that mean? I think like, what is, she, I'm assuming, I don't know. I'm assuming she was trying to put, push her religion on them. I read somewhere that it had to do with um, being against premarital sex and oh. being um, really judgmental if she thought that these backup dancers had like relations and being really publicly shamey about it. Which is so interesting because another accusation supposedly is that that dance captain was describing explicit sexual fantasies. It's like pick a lane, girl. You want to get but dirty you know or you what? don't? What? People who are really repressed. And yeah, yeah they're yeah. repressing their own internal desires. Wait, can we back up a minute? I'm trying to put myself in this situation. For a moment. Okay. Like you're in the red light district. Honestly, you're trying to put yourself in this situation because you wish you were a backup dancer. That's why. True. I actually <laughs> wish I was a backup Facts. singer. Thank you very true, much. True, true. With a tambourine, if you were. <laughs> However, I do. I'm just trying to think about let's say we're on tour, Bean, because, you know, everyone wants the to dream. signal. Signal. Obviously. Live. So, signal live dance is moves. happening. Yeah. We're in Amsterdam. We take our producer. Yeah. We're having a great time. Oh my God. I know exactly what you're going to say because I had the same thought process. Go. Say, go. I just thought, like, (laughs) this is going to make me sound disgusting. But I feel like if we were the red light district, I would take you to a strip club and then make you let them. I would, I guess, if you were really offended and you were like, I want to get out of here, I'd be like, okay, totally. That's fine. I think that she surprised them. One of the trips was a surprise. So they were like forced to stay in the strip club after they were, it was kind of thrown on them where I would Mm -hmm. hope that you would feel safe enough with me to be like, I don't want to be at the strip club. Yes. Yes. But I would also make you like probably grab dildos. I don't want to say that. If my, if my mother's listening, I, I retract that statement, but honestly, like if it was all in good fun, I could see it being 
done? No. Well, this is what I'm saying. I'm trying to put myself there and I'm yeah. I get where you're going because I think I'm I'm like, okay, so if everyone's drinking and they're rowdy and they're in a strip club, is there um like where is the line when you're with Correct. people who you have employed? Correct. Um by the way, not in a strip club, but I've been there. Like I've been there where I'm out with my team and everyone's drinking and you know, right. we're just having a good time in that like line of boss and employee yeah, kind of gets, gets a blurred. little fuzzy because then it feels like friends. Totally. So if that happened, you know, and then there's this like just trying to amp up the fun. Like let's do this. This is this. This is funny. Is it? Is it that? Or to your point, is someone protesting really clearly? Right. And then they're being ignored and pressured. Not that I'm actually saying either is 100% okay because we have to remember the power dynamics here if you're Lizzo Correct. and her leadership team and then you have these backup dancers who, you know, they have a power differential. They, they're less totally. powerful in that situation. So, you know, in in both ways, it's a little icky, but I think it becomes a lot icky when the person is really vocal and protesting it versus you're not turning on your emotional intelligence to detect their discomfort. Agreed. That's totally the line agreed. that felt I thought I was going to get canceled for saying that. Well, we might both get canceled. Like, what if they were just, like, having a good time? However, that doesn't excuse a lot of the no. other behavior, which is totally. very blatant. And there is, well, the accusations, there is no, like, well, maybe, well, maybe there was uh, weight shaming, firing a dancer after she challenged Lizzo on the assumption that the dancers were drinking before performances, which I could understand her. I could understand Lizzo being frustrated with that, but not firing an employee immediately. Well, especially because they said that they weren't drinking. Right. Yeah. The, again, I said it before, I'll say it again disrespecting bodily autonomy, talking down to her dancers. I, I just can't like, I can't, it's, Yikes. it's literally the opposite of everything she stands for. Truthfully, it's slightly reminiscent of Bill Ellen. Cosby. Oh, and, and Ellen, Bill Cosby, because everything he stood for was this like beautiful, yeah. pleasant, like safe space for people. He kind of broke the mold a little in his own way. And then to hear that he was making people feel unsafe and doing these terribly unsafe things. Well, he was sexually violating people. So I think that's. But I'm saying that she was such a safe space for a lot of people because she built her brand on body inclusivity, you know, and yeah. being a badass no matter your size. And yeah, I, I loved that. Yeah, I think that's why it's picking up so much steam, this right. news. And that's it's what like I'm set ablaze is that it right. is so far from the brand that she puts out. That's what I was saying about Bill Cosby. It's, it's so far yeah. from his like sweet, soft brand that he had. Yeah. yeah. That it's shocking. Yeah. It reminded me of what happened with Ellen a few years ago where her staff started yeah. to talk about how toxic the set of the show was. And, um, you know, she puts out such a brand of kindness totally and ended her show that way and then to hear that there was just a complete lack of kindness it sounds really similar to that I mean listen yeah I am not surprised <gasps> at which one Ellen or Lizzo neither none of them Why? any of them I mean Cosby Bean. surprised me but I would I let's just take him out of here because that's a whole different stratosphere fine you're out you're out Billy but Lizzo why 
Because I'm a used to be a crisis manager and still manage crisis. I was actually going to ask you your thought on that, but why? But still, how are you not surprised when she built her entire brand on this? And how how do things like this stay quiet for so long? Also, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm not surprised because no one person is one thing, and I kind of think it's really naive of us to buy what's being projected when we know that we ourselves are not one thing. We have a whole bunch of different aspects to our personalities. We have days where we can be aligned to a better frequency, where we can be really patient and loving and kind. And we have days where we get triggered, where our shadow selves that haven't been healed are in control and we can be controlling, we can be hurtful, we can be impatient. We can be a bunch of things. So I just never, I mean, again, I think because I was in the image crafting business for so long, people's image that they project falling apart is never surprising to me because it's it's too one-dimensional. It's just, it's too one-dimensional. There's too much more going on with people. And then when we build people up like this and put them on this pedestal of you know perfection and of being this one thing and exuding this one thing, when they're humanity, which is going to have with it some, you know, trauma and is going to have with it some trauma response stuff that can be toxic. When that shows, we want to tear them down completely. And I think that's just how we are. Like we like to idolize and we like to cancel. And I think we have to look at this stuff with more dimension. So I just think because this is the business I'm in, I wasn't surprised by it. I did feel strongly that I had clear opinion about how they should handle it, her team. Okay. But I was not that surprised by the allegations. I'm going to get to how her team handled it quickly, but I just want to pick your brain a little bit more on how you can I, I can understand people are more than one thing and you are having a bad day and this and that. But when you when your whole purpose and your whole brand is based in this one thing, how is it not shocking to you when they're doing like literally the complete opposite? I, I get having a bad day. I get having a bad day. But like for her to be body shaming when she yeah. literally has built everything on being on body positivity, it's shocking. That one shocked me. That's why I just That's said shocking. earlier, I really have a hard time almost believing yes. it. But I don't want to not believe these people because I think right. I will say when you are in a power dynamic like that and you find the courage to speak up, especially against someone who is incredibly famous, Powerful. has so right. many fans, has so much power, especially in an industry that you're going to have to try to find work in. I mean, this is what I totally. want people to to remember. These backup dancers still have to operate in this music industry. Right. And they are really putting a lot on the line by coming out publicly like this. So I, I know that it's easy to cast them in this category of resentful employees who got terminated or whatever, and therefore they're vengeful. But they still have a life that they have to manage 100%. outside of this. And so to put yourself in this position really puts a lot of their career at risk. So I will say that I don't, I don't even remember where I was going with this. I think you are going to commend their bravery for coming yeah, forward. No, that's what courageous. I think you are going. So yeah. I, uh, that's what I was going to say. Is I don't want to not believe. I believe. Right. I want to believe them. I just think it was hardest to believe the body shaming because she has been so right. important to the conversation of body right. positivity 
I will tell you that it's also not surprising that she has some internalized shame that she might be projecting. That's fine. But in the way that it's being described and how toxic. You can walk around all day being 75% healed enough on a topic that you own yourself and your truth, right? I, for example, talk a lot about being a woman of color and how much shame that created in different moments in time because I've processed it enough and healed it enough that now I can talk about standing in your power, you know, holding your truth, not backing down because you look different or you're intimidating. It doesn't mean that there's still not that 25% of me who remembers what it feels like to experience shame over it, who, who, um, might, and I guess I have to be honest, I don't hold any more shame over it, but I can see how someone might still have some internalized, like if you dug deeper past the level, you don't act on it. Yeah, I agree. Two different things. I'm not defending it. You're asking right. me if it's shocking me. And I'm saying on one level, yes, but on a on like a human level, no. There's yeah. stuff we internalize that clearly she, if this is true, hasn't worked through fully. So that leads me to my next thing. I kept thinking she was going to release a statement and I did think of you and we actually have not discussed it until this very moment because you did used to do crisis management. This is totally your wheelhouse. I I thought she was going to come out with one of those. I have acted inappropriately. I never wanted anyone to feel unsafe. I thought it was going to be that, but she kind of came out categorically denying everything and saying, everything's not true. She's dealing with her lawyer. She doesn't normally speak out about false accusations, but this time she's willing to talk about it because they're just so damaging the claims. Do you have the statement? Yeah. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a long one. Oh, okay. These last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I have always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. I'm not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also know that I am not the villain that people in the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I'm very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. There is nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out in support to lift me up during this difficult time. All right, hit me up with that. I mean, I I thought that was well-worded, well done, but again, completely denying these the the severity of these accusations did it make you feel better about her than you did yesterday well i wanted yeah i wanted some response 
Yeah. yeah. I feel like I did. I wanted to hear something, even if it was, I'm sorry for my behavior. I just wanted to like hear some acknowledgement of it after such a groundbreaking uh, moment. Yeah. Anyway, I would love to hear your input and your thoughts on that response. Rate it. Give me a one to 10 rating I, in, crisis, I, I, in crisis PR terms. Well, listen, I mean, I've written a lot of responses like that. I know we keep saying used to. I actually still do some of oh. this work with public personalities as long as they're coaching with me. That's my rule right. is that they have to use these moments to get to a state of, of self-awareness right. and empowerment in themselves and empowering their communities and others. Um, so I've written a lot of these. And I will tell you that part of the problem in PR is you have a really short window to capture people's attention. And people, especially increasingly, are very, you know, their attention is very deficited because there's so much coming at them. So you have to try and, you know, capture them and, and get your message across, which means that the natural nuance of any situation is very hard to express. So what you see in these PR statements is usually one of two things. It's either uh, I feel so terrible, I'm going to look inward, I'm going to go to some kind of program, I'm going to do some healing, or I absolutely deny this, this is bullshit. I feel that this statement went too far into the category of B, which is total denial of all of these accusations. I think if this were one person making this accusation against her and her team, it would have been easier interpretation to yeah, reject it. But I think because there's so many, it was a little short-sighted of whoever's counseling Lizzo to um, believe that an outright denial is going to work because there's just too many people saying they had this experience. Here's what I think the truth is. I think the truth is you can't always watch your team. You can't always know exactly how they're treating other people. I think it's probably possible that there was a lot of um, hard pushing people. I think it's probably possible that there was a lot of um, attitude in managing people. Not everyone's a very good leader. I can tell you that right now. Just because you're a good choreographer does not mean you know how to lead people. So it's probably true that that the team was belittled or belittling others and Lizzo didn't have access to that, but people follow their leader. So if there's something in the way she communicates with them, if there's some tonality, if there's some, I think she's calling it passion, which can also easily, you know, come across as anger, frustration, belittling language. Like, yeah, yeah, if there's a way that she models that behavior, her team's going to believe that's okay. And I just think, that wasn't addressed. I think they didn't, that statement didn't have empathy in it. I think it was too defensive. I think you're right. It was well worded. I know for a fact she didn't write it because obviously I write things like this all the time, but I think she probably had a lot to do with what was said in it. And those are her feelings and she needs to share her side of the story for sure. I just think that when you're in a position of power, you have to take that power really seriously, which means your statement has to include some accountability for, you know what, I am going to pause and just review how I operate when I'm in those states of passion and make sure that other people around me feel seen and that we're always continuing to create like respect and inclusivity. I think that's the part that's mind boggling is that people felt so excluded from this in this experience. So I just wish the statement had been a little more balanced with empathy and accountability. So I'm going to give the statement a solid 
seven. Oh, I'll take a, I would take a seven for my statement. And I think that she did slightly acknowledge when she says it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. It's not accountability. It's never my intention to is not accountability. People felt this way under your leadership, period. Yeah. And I do think there, again, I'm not defending. I'm just saying, I do think there are different levels when we were specifically referencing the sexuality aspect of it. The pe- there are people are very comfortable on different levels with sexuality and whatnot. So I could yeah. see her being really open with her sexuality and somebody else taking it borderline offensively or completely offensively, whereas she wasn't even in that mindset of like, I'm going to make you uncomfortable right now. Well, yeah, but if you're forcing people to be touching dildos and that's... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the Jonah Hill conversation where it's like a boundary is about what you do. In this case, it's like, yeah, she can be highly sexual. And if people are offended by it, they need to go figure themselves out. She doesn't need to. I would never say she needs to shrink. But when you then enforce a behavior of your own onto someone else, you're crossing a boundary there. That's So what if she was like, grab that banana or whatever it is. (laughs) Just go ahead and grab that banana. And the person was like, I don't want to. And she was like, grab it. Is that yeah. then that's not okay. If somebody would it, that's why I set up top. It's it's, I think it's nuanced. I don't think it's, right. a, I don't think it's right. a black and that's white, what I'm unfortunately. Saying. And I think there's just, there's peer pressure. There's, and then it's not even peer pressure, right? Like, again, she's in a position of power. So maybe you want to impress her. Maybe you want her to like you more, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, so who, but who's at fault there then? So what if, she was wanting her to like her more. So she was like, I'm just going to go for it and do it. But then was like, but I felt uncomfortable. Who's, who's right. Who's wrong. I don't think it's about right or wrong. I think it's about the statement being more about there is an aura of like play hard, party hard, whatever. There's a way that we are out there enjoying ourselves. And what this has made me realize is I really have to pause and make sure everyone is feeling comfortable and safe with what we're doing. And that's what I've learned from this. Great. That's great. You That's what I would have had her say. should have been her crisis control Agreed. person. Agreed. I do hope that she is using this as a self-examination and growth moment because I will tell you from what I see in both the you know film and music industry is that there's a level of toxicity in the way people are treated that's just accepted as the way we do business and right. it's got to change. And I think that's why I'm like, I think I know that the team drove them hard because that's just kind of the undertones. It's like, this is the way it is. You're lucky to be here. You need to bust your ass. And it's okay if you feel belittled. You're just, you, you are very lucky to be doing this job that I think is really pervasive in the entertainment yeah. industry. I don't feel like busting your ass is the problem. Like, I get it. They need to work hard to be on that stage and perform in the way that they have to. But the, the, other aspect of it definitely is is troubling. Yeah, totally. All right. So what do you think about? I don't Lizzo? know. She you so said she loved in the beginning. I don't know. That's why I was hoping you were going to clarify how I felt. She has retained a lawyer, Madi Singer, the lawyer, Madi, Hollywood lawyer, Madi Singer, who's oh. represented, unfortunately, people like Bill Cosby, Charlie Sheen, Chris Brown. He is Yikes. currently representing Jonah Hill. Yikes. Okay. Can I just also say this? Yeah. You have to really be mindful of the team you bring on because that also says so Mm. much about 
Correcto. Who you're aligning yourself with. I mean, Correcto mundo. That's what I'm saying. That's what really woofed me out a little bit today. It was like, why is she got to bring him on? Also, could she get some female lawyer? <laughs> right. Seriously. I know. There are plenty yeah. of amazing women. But I guess if he's doing, if Madi Singh is doing the best crisis control for these celebs who are, I, I don't know. I don't know what I think. What do you think? Maybe that'll impact how I think. Don't love that piece of information. No, what do you think generally? I don't either. No, I know. That's really changed the way I feel. I I think I told you, I'm not surprised. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle between what she's saying and what the dancers are saying. Right. I think that accountability would look like acknowledging the power that you hold. And then what though? So people say these things. They say, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go into treatment center or they do these things, but- we're all sort half the time we're all like, okay, you're just doing that for show anyway. What's the difference? Yeah. I mean, this is why it's really hard to judge from the outside. You, we don't know what the hell is going on. It's so nuanced. And right. that's why it's kind of a little ridiculous that we feel like we can judge in general because we don't know. We don't know what's going on. I will say that you're asking me what I think. I think yes, she's a human being who ha- is flawed. And her flaws drove some of her actions, and that created harm. And the right thing to do is to defend the parts of you where you were in your truth while taking accountability for the harm you created, whether that's in your statement or the way you settle with these women or the conversations that you attempt to have with them. But the adversarial approach of tearing them down now in the press just is not leadership. And I think when you're in a position of influence as a celebrity, we have to, you have to model um, good community building, loving, empathetic, accountable behavior. That's how we're going to create change. And I think when you defend and you put other people down, you're just furthering the toxicity that we're already all living in. I interpret it as she is so hell-bent in believing in her own side that she was not tearing them down, but wasn't going to give them any type of, I don't know what you want to call it um, because she truly believes that they're incorrect. Why would she? Yeah. That's how I saw it, that she's holding her own. Yeah. I don't know if I like that or I don't like that. Yeah. Who knows? We don't really know what went down, but I will say truth is always in the middle. So wise. What a great takeaway. From this episode of The Current. I guess the last thing to say to any Lizzo fans out there that feel heartbroken and devastated over this is to go back and listen to our parasocial relationship <laughs> episode. We're like, if you feel sad, listen to more of our podcast, yeah. please. Yeah, No, but we, we talked about it. <laughs> no, but it. truly, we, about we it. did. We talked about Taylor Swift and what she was going, what was happening with the guy she was dating. Um, and just the way that we build people up and we, we think we know them when we do not know them. So just... Be mindful, I would say, of, you know, thinking that the thing someone's projecting to make money is 100% their full personality. It's actually not even fair to them because we take their humanity away and they just become this flat image that gets projected and there's so much more to them. And I think when we do that, that's how we fall so hard in love and then get so heartbroken on the other end. Totally. So if your heart's broken... I'm sorry. But I do recall from that parasocial episode, you saying to separate the art from the person. So I'm going to take, still listen to Lizzo's music and put my feelings about her on hold until this is all sorted out. 
And if I don't want to ever like her again, I don't have to. I could still like her music and not like her. Love. Good take. Love. Thanks. Love. Love No one's going to tell me what to do. All right. Well, this right. has been our mini-sode, The Current. We are going to come back and talk about things that are happening in popular culture. Popular culture? I like that, Grandma. That was in really... The now. We're going to talk about things in the the now. From time to time. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, come back next week for another episode of Signal. Bye, Bean. Bye. This has been another episode of Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Maury Fontanez, and Melissa Gushka. Special thanks to my production team, Anushri Thekadeh, Arman Kassam, and Anais Islami. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. See you then.